Welcome to the first of three podcasts on what everyone needs to know about data masking. In this podcast, you'll learn what data masking really is, how is it applied, and why it is a critical component of successful data security strategies in companies today. I'm Chris Doolittle, Vice President of Marketing and Product Management at Teleran, a data visibility and protection software company. In December, it was revealed that Marriott Hotel suffered a monumental breach that can compromise the personal data of over 500 million Marriott customers. The Marriott incident and other massive data breaches at companies like Equifax, Facebook, and Yahoo has hugely increased the risk of misuse of our personal data. And they have had material impact on these companies' reputation, financial condition, and legal liabilities. In this podcast, you'll learn from an expert about the key essentials of data masking and how data masking really works, important use cases, and why it is such a critical component in protecting all of our personal data in light of these devastating data breaches like Marriott and so many others. I'm here with Tim Gorman, a leading expert, practitioner, and educator in data management and data masking. Tim works for Delphix, a leading data masking and virtualization software company. He has over 30 years experience in information management, working for companies like Oracle, SageLogic, and others in software engineering and automation and data management. For 15 years, Tim was president of Evergreen Technologies, a database software consultancy. Now, Tim travels around the globe using innovative data masking techniques to enable organizations to protect their sensitive data from data breaches, hacking, and misuse. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Terrific. Let me ask a simple question. What is data masking? Data masking is either obfuscating or replacing confidential or sensitive data with either fictitious or obscured data, usually for the purposes of anonymity in the case of PII or personally identifiable information, or for the purpose of obfuscation for other types of confidential or sensitive data. In this way, the data retains the realism and usability of the original set of data without jeopardizing the original sensitive confidential data. Masking's irreversible, so it pretty much eliminates uh, the possibility of the confidential data being used in ways that it is not intended. Encrypting data is also a common strategy to protect information. Tim, how is encryption different from masking? Well, encryption is the encoding of all data into a format that's, that's totally unusable. If you've seen encrypted or data after it's been encrypted, it's pretty much gobbledygook. So that encrypted data, and that's its protection, by the way, is being gobbledygook. But encrypted data has to be decrypted using a key. And that, what's, that is what makes it, you know, to turn it back into something that's usable. And there are many different kinds of encryption ciphers that are available, and they're pretty uncrackable without brute force computing power. But the basic idea behind making the encryption ciphers so complicated is, again, just to prevent them from being reversed, to make them difficult, if not impossible, to unencrypt. In contrast, simply masking data just means, again, obscuring or obfuscating parts of the data. It's still usable. The data is still usable. But we're just changing the data values to be different from the original so that, again, it can't be used in ways that are unintended. So with mass data, there's re it's irreversible. I mean, it could be reversed if necessary, but it typically the way da data masking is done, there's no, there's no way to reverse it, um, to make it you know, there's no decryption step. So encryption is uh, encoding to make data un totally unusable. Masking just changes data while remaining useful. Tim, what methods of data masking are used? Well, in general, masking 
data masking can be applied in two ways, uh, in flight or dynamically or at rest and static. Um, in flight masking is when the data is obfuscated or obscured after retrieval from the storage from a database and prior to being presented to an application. So during that uh, period in flight, the data is dynamically changed. However, at risk or static masking is when the confidential data is masked permanently down in the database or in the storage um, so that there's really no copy of unmasked data available for presentation. There are various techniques for masking in flight or at rest, uh, but mostly the algorithms involve either uh, a replacement scheme where we obscure all or part of a data item with a series of patterns from a list that we generate, or we might just do simple randomization or scrambling. But the replacement scheme is by far more useful than uh, the randomization scheme because randomization uh, leaves the data rather unusable um, and doesn't really look like it's original. If we're simply, however, replacing the original data components with items from a list, they can look very much realistic, um, nonetheless different. So a good use case for encryption is to create a barrier between systems, applications, and external intruders uh, by making all the data completely unusable. So encryption is a great tool for creating a wall, if you will, around your data center. Encryption at rest is recommended for all the storage, um, all types of storage for production and non-production systems. And encryption in flight is recommended for all communications to prevent uh, an intruder from, an external intruder from intercepting uh, any communications. Now, a good use case for masking in flight is for working, uh, for masking data coming from a production system typically, for dealing with different levels of access or privilege by different users. In a production application, um, some users are permitted to see all the sensitive data, but dynamic or in-flight data masking is useful where some users are not permitted to see sensitive data. So dynamically or on the fly, uh, we obscure or obfuscate that data. However, a good use case for masking at rest, for statically and permanently uh, masking the data at rest, is when we're cloning production data to non-production systems for software development or for testing. In those situations, we're copying the realistic production data because we need realism in software development and testing, but we just don't need to expose the sensitive data. So production users, they're really permitted to see the sensitive data, but developers, testers, administrators, to do their job, they just need the data itself, but they don't need to see real sensitive data that's personally identifiable or confidential. Tim, thank you. You've done a great job in the podcast defining data masking and how it differs from encryption and dynamic and at rest masking methods and the key use cases of these two data masking approaches. Thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your knowledge and experience on the essentials of data masking. You're so welcome, Chris. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to the next podcast. Terrific. That's it for our podcast today. Thanks for listening. Please join us in the next two podcasts where Tim and I will be revealing the critical information you need to know about dynamic and at-rest data masking.